I'm Sue Berman and this is Real Gold. This month the Real Gold Cabinet makes a connection with the current exhibition Fun and Games at Tamaki Pataka Kōrero, the Central City Library. American book artist Julie Chen is noted for her sophisticated and beautiful constructions, often based on the idea of a game. And here to tell me more about the artist and her work that we see in the cabinet today, Personal Paradigms, A Game of Life, is rare books and art book specialist Georgia Prince. Ati Maria, good morning Georgia and thanks again for your time today. What can you tell me about this spectacular looking game in the cabinet? Well it is a spectacular looking game um, and it is another of Julie Chen's um, remarkable book works um, which we have in our collection. Um, this particular one is based on the idea of playing a game about choices in your life. And when you first look at it, it's really just a box which yeah. you open up um, and it, ha it becomes like a chest of drawers with drawers in it that you open. Um, and at the top there's a game board that opens out uh, and you then follow the rules <laughs> to play the game. Um, and initially you've got a spinner, which right. is also in the, in the actual box. It's in the lid of the box, actually. Is that what we're seeing here so in that's, the cabinet? Yeah, that's the right. spinner um, with an arrow on it, and you just flip the spinner, and it focuses your attention on certain parts of your life. So <coughs> it can be the future, family, work... Commitment, romance, nature, spirit, and the past, hmm. um, and it. So that's the focus um, when you spin the spin. And in the case when I did it, I got the future, so that's why it's looking like the future. Okay. Um, and then you have a dice, like all good games, yep. and you throw the dice, and you get a number, and that number. Um, allows you to choose um, some of the text blocks, which are actually, I've got them in the case open mm. so that you can see all the words, but if you're playing the game, they're all upside down, so they're random. So you just you know, p pick, and in this case I had eight, so I picked eight from this block of, of um, words about life, really, nice. nouns. Um, and the ones that came out when I picked them were um, so education, Fear, envy, jealousy, ongoing anxieties, exercise, health issues, procrastination, and love. Okay. <laughs> so, then <laughs> your task. Yes. Once you've done this, because it's not a competitive game. No. It's a reflective game. So, it's thinking about your life. Um, and when you are faced with those words, what do they mean? And so you then choose um, some of the game pieces, which are decorative um, what would you call them? They almost look like clouds or amoeba or um, they, I, can't, I don't they know do what they Because they, um, I was noticing before that the board has a sort of topographic. It does have a topographic look. Um, design on it. Yeah. So they do look like sort of clouds or a weather. Weather related mm -hmm. patterns or so they're not um, natural, naturalistic in the sense that they're not, they're not sort of, um, you know, animals sort of or something. Or something. No, yeah. no, they're they're sort of blobby, <laughs> but that makes them sound far less attractive than they do look. Yes. Um, and so then your task is to think about which one of these shapes you're going to attach these words to. 
Um, and then once you've chosen those, so, you know, are they big things in your life? Are they small things? Are they complicated? Are they, um, I don't know how you describe it really, all the different ways. So you choose one of these um, shapes and then you place them in the board in some way that um, makes sense to you. So you can move them around, think about where they're going to go on the board, um, what the relationships between them might be. Um, and then you have little metal arrows that you can make a little bit clearer what those relationships are mm. between the different um, the different facets that you're talking about. So in my case, I put, I had love, so I chose this big yeah, sort of shape. shape. <laughs> Um, with, I suppose I was thinking, you know, lots of different people. Um, and then I had mine um, sort of at the bottom underpinning everything, which is why my arrows all go from love up to the self, which is this sort of space in the middle. Mm. So that sort of underpins your life. And then there are different, yeah, d different other um, possibilities when you're looking at different parts. Of, so, you know, yeah. So is it... <coughs> Kind of, uh, it's a bit sort of fortune-ish, isn't it? Fortune-telling-ish in a way. Or a little bit in the sense that, that it's got the random nature, nature of... But you're still determining a certain level of relationship to things. Yeah. Yourself, which is nice. Yeah. Do you play it sort of on your own or can you yeah, I think do it, it is. in relationship <coughs> with I, others? I'm sure you could play it with others, but it is largely, I think, mm. one that you play by yourself um, because it's a reflective one. So a lot of her works, particularly the ones where she has been um, the sole um, maker, if you like, they, are, they often focus on sort of philosophical and social issues um, around thinking about life in some way or other, about relationships between people or about the psychology of, of activities. I mean, she's got another book that we have in the collection called A Guide to Higher Learning, um, and that's also in the shape of a game. Um, and that takes you through the process of trying to understand something that is difficult. Um, so it's almost the psychology, the words you use in your head when you're dealing with something that is hard to learn. Um, and that's, in a sense, in keeping with a number of her other, other works. I mean, she works as, a, as an educator, so she teaches book arts as a... Um, discipline in an art college in California and so her background in a sense is teaching um, as well as making um, which she does um, as well so the Flying Fish Press which is the name of the press that she um, that she uses as her um, yeah, as her publishing tool that's all part of her work as well as a, as a teacher so she yeah Something like this, mm. a book like this. How unique is it? Like, how well, she did. She did a hundred, a hundred copies of this, okay. which is quite a lot, yeah. given how complicated it is. But and this one was published in two thousand and three, but her recent production, she's reduced the numbers down to fifty because it, uh, they are quite hard to do and they do take up a lot of time. And I think she's found that a hundred is too many, so she's doing fifty now. Because they're the handcrafted. They're completely handcrafted, um, completely handmade uh, and hand-printed. Uh, yeah, so they do take a lot of work, uh, and for that reason, she's decided she can't really 
do a hundred anymore. Very good. Oh, well, it makes a wonderful <coughs> complement to the exhibition that's happening in the gallery here it on does. level two, the fun and games. Absolutely. Um, and it's a very unique way. So thank you so much. And as always, we encourage people to come in to level two into the reading room at Tamaki Pataka Korero to see the real gold case.